Sullivan testing the Portuguese. You know, I like to be fit and healthy, so the best way I know is to just get out there and run. Running was an outlet for me to, I guess, feel good about myself and, and take out some of the angers that were going on in my life. Sonny O'Sullivan is going to take the world title back to Ireland. Whether you've had a long layoff due to a major injury like myself or you took a week off to let that nagging little calf muscle recover, the temptation to do too much too soon is more tempting than a takeaway pint on the side of a canal on a sunny day in Ireland. Today on the podcast, we're looking at controlling that urge to go for it. Who better to tell us how to handle the temptation to forest gump your first few runs back than Irish athletics legend, my coach and yours, Sonia O'Sullivan. Sonia, great to talk to you again. Good to talk to you. And yeah, we're getting we're getting to the point where we can think about running again for you and um, yeah, without getting too excited. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get to that definitely. I, mean, I am excited. I'm not going to pretend I'm not. As always, Sonia will be answering your questions. There will be her tip of the week, an update on Sonia's Olympic training camp in Utah. And we'll get Sonia's very own strength and conditioning coach, Trevor Cummins, to give us a little more advice on how to manage our impulses when running. This week, I revamped our Patreon page. There is now a whole host of new benefits specifically for the Irishman Running Abroad listeners, including extra length episodes each week with me and Sonia, detailed episode notes at the end of each one and discounts on all our fancy, stylish Irishman Abroad gear from hairybaby.com. If you love the podcast and you want more, head over to patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad and start enjoying it. If you're already over there now, welcome. But first, Sonia, let's get into this. As usual, the, the topic comes out as a result of my situation this this week after nearly two months off running with the stress reaction in my left shin, I got the all clear. And to say I am buzzing off my head <laughs> is an understatement. Sonia, I'm so, I never thought I'd be this excited to do something that I previously hated doing. You must know this feeling, though, of coming back after injury and being so full of vim and vigour that you actually know in your heart I'm actually a danger to myself this week. Yeah, I, I have been there a few times. Um, I suppose the problem I would often have is that when not training, like running, that when, you, when you're off running, that mm. I would often spend a lot of time cross-training. So I'd be doing a lot of cycling and swimming and putting in so much hours, more than I would ever do running. And then you'd come back to running and you'd expect that you'd feel fantastic and you'd absolutely feel rubbish. And so <laughs> that was like a different thought process. You know, you had to, you went for that first run and you actually felt okay. But then when you realized that you had to pick up the speed a bit and do a bit more, you realized that this is going to be a bit of a, a long haul here. Mm. And um, yeah, you did want to skip over, you know, all the kind of hard work and the time consuming stuff to get to that good feeling again. And it can take quite a long time. So I think, you know, what you have to do is you have to you have to take the time. And you so you put aside the fact that you're injured. Now, this is a new you're entering into a new phase of what you're doing. And you're kind of maybe we should have done this at the very start when you started running. And you're gradually easing back into things. That thought did occur to me. And, and I'll be honest with you, Tina did say that to me. She was like, 
surely uh, you should have <laughs> checked all this stuff and done a bit of prep work before you ran. And I said to give Sonia her credit, you did say that if people are starting, they should go and get a physio to have a little look at them before it <laughs> and maybe get your gait assessed. I didn't do that. Like I didn't. And very few people do. We didn't have access to a physio. That's what I said as well, was that like I would say physios are doing great business now because so many people took up running in lockdown without access to them, that there must be a backlog or a bottleneck of uh, lockdown related running injuries. We've had such a big reaction to all these injury episodes that uh, it makes me really believe that a lot of people are in this situation and it does feel like you're reverse engineering things. I find it hard though to view it as a new phase Sonia and I'd imagine you understand that that all you can picture and all I can think about is how fit I used to be. Yeah well you had you achieved a lot and you you got to a, a very good level of running and the amount that you were running and even the increase in pace I mean it the improvement was out of sight. I mean, hmm. well, at one point, I think you said it was 200 <laughs> percent, something like that. Yeah. It's like it overachieved. 3000 percent was the actual figure. <laughs> I'm basically in a coma so I, before that. Go on. Yeah. So I think probably just around that time when we were talking about that was probably getting to the point where we were waiting, you know, in the back of your head, you're kind of mm. thinking, how long can this go so good for you know mm. that it was constant improvement and everything was positive and going in the right direction and next thing before you knew it you were stopped so i think the the main thing is that you learn something from what's happened and then you use that in the next step and it's not to say you're not going to get injured again but that you're kind of a bit more aware of your body and you're you're looking out for these things because mm. you know running it's such a tough and it's very wearing on the body, running. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. It gives us a lot, but it takes a lot as well. And so I think you do have to be aware of feeling. And you used to ask me this a lot about how do you know if an injury or a soreness is a real soreness or it's just something that you can run through. And I think, you know, you have to consider any ache and pain is something. So you have to do small little things, you know, to help that to get better rather than put just ignoring it when you come in the door. And doing all the little things like ice, self-massage, and, you know, if something sticks around for two or three days, then you um, you go and check it out and you don't leave it there for a long time. But that's that's another story. It is, it is, but it is. It's, it's worth bringing up because there is a certain hypochondria to the returning runner or even just the first time runner. And that's why this topic is so far reaching and wide that... We're on the one hand, we're dealing with that puppy like enthusiasm that is in your body when you start to feel running, feeling good, that your body's hungry for those endorphins. And in my case, you may be thinking, oh, I'd love to shed the couple of pounds that I gained. And your body is going, yeah, I'd love that, too. But your head is driving the car like your head is the parent in this situation with more cop on. Is it a matter of controlling that puppy like enthusiasm with just being brutally strict with yourself? Because I find this a bit of a battle because the second the legs get moving and this is obviously a classic rookie error. 
you do think, feck it, I can, I can, I can do this now. But you really run a terrible risk doing that. Yeah, you definitely have to take your time and you have to spread your effort out so that you don't kind of race off out the door. And everybody, of course, you feel good the first few steps, but eventually it's going to catch up to you. And I think you have to write down the plan of exactly what you're going to do and you have to stick to it. And now if you want to be out there for longer, then you can be out there for longer, but you just have to walk to the park. And I used to do this all the time. You say, okay, I'm, I'm going to start back running here now. And eventually I'm going to be running for about an hour. So I'm going to walk to the park and that's going to take me about 15 minutes. And then I'll do a bit of stretching and, and then I'll get go with my running. And then I'll walk back. And so when you break it up into things like that and you do walking and jogging, you know, you fill an hour. And then eventually you fill more of the hour with running. But you just have to gradually do that. And I think you just have to feel that I'm out here doing stuff for an hour. And it doesn't really matter that it's not running for the full hour. I'm still standing up, I'm still exercising, I'm doing stuff. So I'm benefiting myself for this full hour. It's just not at the high level that I want to be yet. Yeah. And, and you work towards that. And I think you have to kind of graph it out and plan it out. And, you know, really, you know, take the days off that you need to take off. And when you take the days off, there's no, I mean, you can still go and ride a bike or go for a swim or go for a hike. You could do other low impact stuff, hmm. but you just have your specific running days and you use them to kind of get up to the level that you were at before, but at a lower pace. And then once you can run one decent run for half an hour, then you can kind of start thinking about adding in a little bit faster stuff. Okay. So I'm, I mean, that's uh, the problem. That, that's we all the, want to go faster. <laughs> that's the thing. So I'm looking at the plan that you have sent me. And for the listeners, you can have a look at this yourself. It's in the uh, Patreon detailed notes. If that's the way you're uh, listening to this, you can just click on there and have a look at the image and the exact 28 day breakdown that Sonia has given me uh, that might be useful to you if you are finding yourself in a similar situation. Well, day one is a seven minute run on grass. Day two is a 12 minute run on grass and day three is no run. Now, I'm so happy that you explained that I can do more than just that because there was a little part of me that thought that, you know, it just looks exceptionally sad <laughs> walking to the park running for seven minutes and then kind of walking with your head hanging low back to the house. So when you say I'm able to do bits and bobs, but just not sustained running down there, what are you referring to? Are you referring to like drills? Uh, give us an example of a couple of things that people could incorporate in down there, because I'd imagine even if you're not returning from injury, these would be decent things to incorporate into whatever run session you're doing. Well, a lot of it would be just basic stretching. You know, you'd be doing, maybe find yourself a little bit of a stretching routine that starts with your ankle and you you, you spin around your foot to warm that up and then you stretch your calf because you got to think all these muscles haven't been working very well for the past few months. And so you need to warm them up. And I think that's a key thing, even though it's warm outside or starting to get warm outside, you you need to warm up all your muscles. And it just takes about five or 10 minutes to do this. And then you can do this dynamic type warm up that we used to do before where you stand and you, you basically do things to warm up your hips and your glutes. And 
get things moving so that you're actually ready to run. The key is that you don't get too warmed up or that once you are warmed up, you don't think, okay, I can take off here now. But you do run at a slow pace and you hold yourself back. And I think the the plan that we've written out there, that's kind of comes after maybe a week or 10 days. And you've done a little bit of this where you do walking and jogging. You do some hopping on the spot, running on the spot, little tests that you can do so that you know, okay, I'm good here. I can do all this kind of like um, tests. They're kind of testing things. See that you can take the impact of landing on one foot, hopping from one foot to the other. Like there's a little thing we do and you do, you run on the spot for 10 minutes on the, in your house, you know, on the, with your shoes on, just run up and down gently and then hop on one leg, hop on the other leg, hop on both feet and then do a bit of a twisty hop. And you just do this and if there's absolutely no pain and you can do this for a week and not every day, every second day, then you're ready to jump onto the plan of, walking to the park, running for seven minutes, walking back. And, and you know, you're going to walk there happy and you don't have to go with your head down. Which I was running. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought that was part of the deal. But yeah, I have I have been doing the, the jog walk thing. And, you know, the one minute on and the one minute off uh, has been no problem. I've posted those up on Strava. If you're not already aware of this, there is an Irishman running abroad running club up on strava.com forward slash clubs forward slash Irishman running abroad. In fact, we have an event this week. We'll talk about that more a little bit later. It's the Photo Island Cheetah Run in aid of Photo Island. And uh, we've a bunch of people already taken part and you can do that wherever you are. But the 10 minutes walk jog thing, you say 10 days of that. And again, when we talk about restraint here, this is also part of it because like my head is a bit melted like you know I know that other injured runners who are listening to this will know what I mean by head melt is the is the right term for this because this is a going on a long time and facing into the reality and the fact that everyone I talk to and especially you and Trevor say settle down to the idea of this taking a long time. Is there any advice you can give me or other people who have difficulty with impatience and just that sense of, oh, Christ, on a bike, another 28 days of this, of of kind of not really doing it and hopping and doing twisty hops in my sitting room. The thought of that really gives me the heebie-jeebies. But I think you have to look at it, you break it down into smaller pieces. You don't look at a whole month. You look at, you know, this week and what can you achieve this week? Hmm. And, you know, if you can run for seven minutes, then that's that's a huge step forward. Yeah. It might not look like this, but it really is. And I think what you need to do is, and I always have a, a calendar on the fridge and, you know, a, a day to a square and you write little notes in there and you put up there the dates when, you know, what days you're going to be running and you fill in the calendar. Hmm. And it's amazing. I always find that if you look, you know, 28 days ahead, it seems like a long time. But if you look 28 days back, it goes by so quickly. Yeah. So I suppose in order for it to go by quickly, you have to look at it one week at a time and you break it down into that. And then before you know it, you know, you'll be running half an hour 
hour and a half an hour is a proper run yeah no matter what anyone says you know, it's, you know sometimes you'd say it's, we used to do run twice a day you do double day runs but your second run would be you know minimum 30 minutes you'd say it's hardly worth lacing up your shoes if you don't run 30 minutes <laughs> and, um, <laughs> so that's kind of where you're at at the moment you're thinking seven minutes like <laughs> but you have to make it more than seven minutes and you know I, I think you have to go to a nice place you know take Mikey with you and you know he can run for seven minutes I know Trevor's been involved with a lot of running with young kids in Cove recently and um, it'd be interesting to see what he says about that yeah you know kids new to running um, and it's all about the fun and the excitement of it and I think that's what you need to do is you have to see the fun part of it and the enjoyment of it and the fact that this is what I can do so this is what I'm doing right now yeah, it's great advice. It really is. I am massively grateful for uh, the support of everybody on Strava who's been chiming in every time I put up one of these leg test runs with support and encouragement, particularly fitness with Emer, who even sent me a little MP3 file. She's obviously a fitness coach herself and she helps people with chi running and Pilates for running. And I really must recommend her here because is getting in touch with the more contextual part of this and the big picture, as you've always said, pull back the lens, <laughs> realize the context of this and it won't seem so bad when we're living in a world with a killer virus. <laughs> you're not in the worst position ever to be trying to come back from injury now that your body is capable of recovering from it. But Emer sent me uh, little mp3 thing to listen to while doing these runs now that to me was a massive help in conquering that impatience outside of an injured runner Sonia this urge that we talked about at the start of the show to feck it I'm going for it is an ongoing discipline issue is it not even for you know athletes at at a very high up almost elite level to not get away with themselves or run away with their own enthusiasm am i right in saying that um oh absolutely yeah i'm i mean i've done this myself i've been kind of you know toddling along taking my time and then whatever is bothering me it's not getting any worse and i kind of say i you know what I can't be bothered with this anymore now. I'm just going to get back to normal. <laughs> and you do just go for it. And and I know it's a big risk doing it, but it's a 50% risk, you know. It's like 50% it's going to be okay. 50% it's not. And I think we all, you do come to that point where you have to weigh up, okay, I'm taking my time here. I'm not training for the Olympics or anything. I'm just going out there for a run to enjoy it. Mm. So why am I being so careful? And this is going against everything now that Trevor will tell you later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing in your mind is so enthusiastic about doing it. But I think if you do it at a level where you're enjoying it and you kind of find a way to enjoy it. And I can remember doing this and re I was listening to something about chi running and they were talking about picking up your feet. And then the next day I went out for my run. I did this and all of a sudden I felt different because I was thinking about what I was doing in a different way and I think that's what you have to do is that you have to look around and you you kind of take different things from different people and as long as it's all pushing you in the right direction then I think a, a lot of input is better than 
you know, just sticking to one little thing, oh, I've got to be careful, I've got to slow down. There's lots of things out there that can help you to enjoy running and not be too stressed about it because it is just a sport, it's fitness, it's general health. And, you know, it may take a while of walking and jogging, but I think you have to appreciate that hmm. and enjoy it and kind of think, well, at least I'm doing this and I'm feeling better every day. I'm not feeling any worse. And that's the one thing you have to always ask yourself. Am I feeling any worse after the run than I was before the run? And if if the if you're not, then then you're OK. Well, uh, I do need to say this before we uh, get to the end of this part of our discussion that tuning in you mentioned that these uh, olympic athletes that you're working with there in utah that what blew you away was how in tune with their bodies they are and how clued in they are to exactly the impact of each thing that they're doing and what it has on them and how it makes them feel i'm not saying i'm there <laughs> but when i did do me 10 minutes on and off thing i did get a, a little uh, in the in the right calf the the other leg the good leg an absolute nightmare I thought this thing seized up my automatic assumption was oh that's a really bad cramp in that calf I had gone to just shoot some hoops with Mikey after uh, being so proud of myself doing I think I did 15 minutes on 15 minutes off intermittently and this thing like properly it felt like if you always you're right I am very dramatic it did feel super sharp like more than just a pull and my head went to oh I've messed this up I've overdone it maybe I did more than 15 minutes so much of this and having come through the last 48 hours of icing and self-massaging that calf I realise is that you're actually in a bit of a fragile state. A lot of us are. Let's face it, coming out of lockdown and in this situation that we find ourselves, a lot of us are in a pretty fragile state where it can feel like it's the end of the world if this doesn't go to plan. Um, I think what I took away from that, and you tell me if I'm right or wrong to take this away, what I took away from that weekend experience of all of that taking place was I need a few get out, a bailouts plans that if something isn't feeling right, you nearly have to have your permission slip in your back pocket written by your ma saying my ma says it's OK for me to go home if my thing flares up, if whatever it is that I'm here remedying or rehabbing even if it niggles a tiny bit, you kind of need to be kind to yourself and go on your bike you're, you're off you're off for the day that's exactly right and i mean you don't even need permission to do this you just need to kind of weigh things up and kind of see that this makes sense i mean just because it's written on paper and says that you need to do 15 minutes of one minute run one minute walk doesn't mean that you actually have to do it that's really just a suggestion and if everything goes perfect then you'll do that and you'll feel fantastic but you have to be aware that it may not go perfect. And if it's not going well, you have to stop. And then you have to go and you have to reassess. And that's the thing that I had down here was that you, so you write down a plan, you stick to it as best you can. Now sticking to it means sticking to the the cautious part of it, of you know, not, go, not doing any more just because you feel good. You do less rather than more. 
and that every week you reassess. And sometimes it might have to be more than every week. It might be every few days. You reassess, am I feeling any worse? Am I feeling better? And you weigh it up and you think, you know, I think I'm moving in the right direction. I'm okay. And you always have to remember in the back of your mind that more isn't, is not always better. And we've said this many times before that, you know, more does, you don't have to run further or faster to get benefit. Like any amount of running is better than no running. I remember one time I was in the Cork City Marathon and I actually twinged my calf the week before. I was I was all ready to run about three hours. And I was at the track the week before and I did something to my calf. And then I got there at the start line and I, I was running for um, the Cork University Hospital Charity and I'd done all this kind of, you know, building myself up for it and a lot of people involved and a lot of people supported me. And I thought, I can't not go and do this. So I decided to walk and run. So I would walk a mile, jog a mile. And it was amazing. Like I would see people running past me at like slower than walking pace. (laughs) And the one thing that kept in my mind, and I think about this all the time, is that any level of running is faster than walking. So you just have to kind of think that as long as you're moving and you're picking up your feet and you're moving, you're, you're running, you're running and you're running in a, 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 a running movement is getting you there faster. And some people enjoy their walking and that's great. I know there was one lady who was walking the whole thing and I would walk and jog and eventually I got ahead of her when I, because I would slow down every walk. But I think you just have to kind of um, work things out that work for you. And that's the thing is that, you know, even though there's a plan of getting you back to running. It's a general plan and it's something that you have to be flexible with. And it's not written in stone, it's changeable. And it's changeable based on how you react to your running every day. Absolutely superb advice as always, Sonia. Coming up after the break, we will have uh, Sonia's big tip of the week. Your questions answered on carb loading, the right way to breathe when running, running in the heat. And of course, our event that's coming up this week, our Strava event in June is happening this week. So we will get into that. Plus, we'll do a bit more of a deep dive with Sonia and her strength and conditioning man in Cove. Train with Trevor will be here. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad to hear it all and get the detailed episode notes on uh, our show from every single episode from today onwards. Uh, Brian Connolly's on production. John Marr does the extra research. Good luck and have a great week to all our listeners on iTunes and SoundCloud. And to the rest of you, we'll see you over on patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad in a minute. One of the keys to like maintaining your brain mass is pushing past that comfortable zone physically, you know, exercise wise. Imagine, you know, a world where everybody could go out the door and engage in the kind of exercise that's going to make them more relaxed, more healthy, burn off stress. 